Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord this evening. Always an honor to come into His house and gather with the saints and lift up His name, sing praises to our Lord. If you have your Bibles, Isaiah chapter 59. Beginning at verse 17. For He put on righteousness as a breastplate and a helmet of salvation on His head. He put on the garments of vengeance for clothing and was clad with zeal as a cloak. According to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. The coastlands he will fully repay. So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard. When the enemy, the adversary, the foe, the oppressor comes in like a flood, the Lord himself raises up a standard. Now, it's no secret that the enemy hates the church. His goal is a messed up bride. It's no secret that the enemy hates the church of Jesus Christ, that he hates the people of God. The enemy hates the church, and his goal is a messed up bride, full of dissension, rogue opinions, abstract concepts, Selfish persuasion, unholy associations, voices of disunity. He hates the dwellings of the righteous. He hates the union of the holy. He goes after the marriages. He goes after the covenant. He goes after the offspring. He goes after the time. He goes after the focus. He goes after the vision. When the enemy comes in like a flood... When the enemy comes in like a flood. The enemy will come. Concerning this, there is no doubt. But the Bible declares that when the enemy does come, the Lord will raise up a standard. Charles Spurgeon said these words, When once God cometh into the fight, woe unto you who are his enemies. Woe unto you. You may quit yourselves like men, but you know the might of Israel's sword in ancient times, and ye shall feel it now. Soldiers of Jesus, never despair. My brethren, do not even fear. Be of good courage. Be confident. God is on our side. Emmanuel, let that be your watchword. God with us, Emmanuel. Be ye very courageous and very earnest, and the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard when the enemy cometh in like a flood. God grant it for his name's sake. Amen. I see the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord, raising up a standard, and this is not human presumption. The Lord fights for us. The Lord himself is the standard, and we fight. We, too, are the standard that the Lord is is raising up. The Lord is raising up a standard, and that is us. That standard is you. That standard is me. 
a generation, the Lord raising up, and we're all included in this if we have a heart for it. He's raising up a standard, a generation with the heart for the house, a heart for the heart of God, a heart for the people God has joined us to, a heart for the vision, a heart for the truths of God, for the principles of God, for the ways of God, a heart for loyalty, a heart for faithfulness, a heart for covenant, a heart for the bride that Jesus saw as he hung on the cross, a heart for holiness, a heart for honor, a heart for humility, a heart for hunger. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. And I hear those prophetic words of Charles Spurgeon as we've already read. When once God cometh into the fight, woe unto you who are his enemies. Woe unto you. You may quit yourselves like men, but you know the might of Israel's sword in ancient times, and ye shall feel it now. If an enemy came into your house like a flood, what would your response be? If an enemy came into your marriage, came to mess with your marriage, came in like a flood, what would your response be? If an enemy came to mess with your family, came to mess with your sons and daughters, what would your response be? If an enemy came to mess with the purpose of God concerning you and yours, what would your response be? When the enemy comes in like a flood, and I believe this is the word of the Lord, when the enemy comes in like a flood, we press in, and we keep pressing in, and we press on, and we keep pressing on, because the enemy is no match for Israel's sword. The enemy is no match for Israel's commander. The enemy is no match. The enemy cannot stand against the standard of the Lord. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. We press in and we press on. Why? Because we are fully confident in the Lord. For he who begun this good work will see it through to completion. The GNV Bible, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. For the enemy shall come in like a flood, but the Spirit of the Lord shall chase him away. The Spirit of the Lord chasing away the enemy. When the enemy comes in like a flood. Young's literal translation, the Spirit of Jehovah has raised an ensign against him. It is true that when the enemy comes in like a flood, that the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard. I think of when the giant Goliath stood defying the armies of Israel. When the enemy came in like a flood with his words, with his fears, with the impossibility, with his challenge, the enemy coming in like a flood with a challenge against the people of God, Listen to 1 Samuel 17, 1-11. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle. 
And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail. And the weight of his coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze. And he had bronze armor on his legs and a bronze javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And a shield-bearer went before him. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you the servants of Saul, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. The enemy had come in like a flood. His words, his fears, his challenge. The enemy had come in like a flood, and so the Lord raised up a standard. The Lord raised up a young man named David. And a young man named David is brought to the battlefield. Oh, for a generation of Davids. Oh, for a whole church filled with Davids. That kind of a spirit. That kind of a heart. Man after God's own heart. A woman after God's own heart. A church after God's own heart. The Lord raising up a standard. Verses 20 to 26, So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with the keeper, and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to the fight and shouting for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array against, against army, army against army. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come. He's come up to defy Israel, and it shall be that the man who kills him, the king, will enrich with great riches and give him his daughter and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine, who is this enemy that brings these fears, that brings these words, that brings this challenge? Who is this enemy that they should defy 
the armies of the living God. Listen, we know how the story ends. David takes on the giant and the giant falls. And the Spirit of the Lord chases the Philistine army away. We could talk of so many examples in the Word of God. Elijah, Elisha, Samson, and what of Gideon? For when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard. How about Mary? I think of Mary. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Mary to raise up a standard. And that standard? Jesus. Not only a standard, but the standard. The Spirit of the Lord came upon because the enemy had come in like a flood. The enemy had come into this world like a flood. And so the Lord found, found a young girl with a heart after his heart. The Spirit of the Lord came upon her to raise up a standard. How many are thankful that she answered the call? Raising up a standard. You see, sometimes we think it's going to take Take many, 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 many people. But the Lord is not restricted to save by many or by few. Now we thank God for the many and there's power in that. Applying this verse here, Judges 2.16. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. Those that spoiled them. Came into the place and spoiled the place. The message God raised up judges who saved them from their plunders. The voice, but the eternal appointed judges among them, leaders and liberators who rescued the Israelites from the enemies who plundered them. Listen, the Lord is saying that He is raising up a standard. When the enemy comes in like a flood, and this could speak to so many areas tonight. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against the enemy of our souls, against the enemy of this generation, against the enemy of this house, against the enemy that would seek to steal, to kill, and to destroy however he can. To come and plague us with fears. To come and have us crippled by his words. His challenge. His challenge. Send me one that can fight. Let's see what you're made of. But it's not what we're made of. Greater is he that is in us. It's the Lord in us. And if God be for us, who can stand against us? I'd first like to say that the standard that has been raised and always will be raised against the enemy is the standard of the cross. It's the standard of the cross. It's the standard Jesus. It's not a standard. That's what this world would like to tell us, but it's the standard. The standard is the cross. Reinhard Bonnke, many will be familiar with that name. These are his words. When he spoke through Isaiah, he said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. The standard of the cross will always be lifted against the enemy. Our job is to preach the cross and Christ crucified. Joshua 23, 8 to 11. 
But you shall hold fast to the Lord your God, as you have done to this day. For the Lord has driven out from before you great and strong nations. But as for you, no one has been able to stand against you to this day. One man of you shall chase a thousand. For the Lord your God is he who fights for you, as he promised you. Therefore, take careful heed to yourselves that you love the Lord your God. There is a caution in the text. There is great promise in the text. But there's a great caution in the text. The message reads, Now stay strong and steady. Obediently do everything written in the book of the Revelation of Moses. Don't miss a detail. Don't get mixed up with the nations that are still around. Don't so much as speak the names of their gods or swear by them. And by all means, don't worship or pray to them. Hold tight to God, your God, just as you've done up to now. God has driven out superpower nations before you. And up to now, no one has been able to stand up to you. Think of it. One of you single-handedly putting a thousand on the run. Come on, can we receive this word tonight as a church? We think, wow, if we all together could put a thousand to flight. But the Lord is saying, no, think of it. One of you single-handedly putting a thousand on the run. Why? Not because of us. Because God is God, your God. Because he fights for you, just as he promised you. Now vigilantly guard your souls. Here's the caution in the text. Love God, your God. Because if you wander off and start taking up with these remaining nations still among you, intermarry, say, and have other dealings with them, know for certain that God, your God, will not get rid of these nations for you. There'll be nothing but trouble to you. Horse whips on your backs and sand in your eyes until you're the ones who will be driven out of this good land that God, your God, has given you. The caution in the text is this, we have to mind ourselves. We have to take careful heed to ourselves that we love the Lord, our God, with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul, and all our strength. We have to vigilantly guard our souls and keep ourselves from wandering. The caution in the text is this, we have to remain pure. We have to remain humble. We have to remain faithful. We have to remain committed. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Our main text, the New King James Version, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. How do we do our part? The Lord's saying to us, I want to raise you up. What must we do? What is it that will keep heart in passion and eyes in vision? What is it? Do we just sit by and let the Lord raise up a standard? Or do we not realize that we're in this with the Lord? And so the Lord comes to raise up a standard when the enemy comes in like a flood. How do we do our part? We pray. I wonder why Jesus said, 
My house shall be called a house of prayer. I wonder why that was his first concern. People are trying to rewrite the text today. Hey, Jesus, how about your house be first known as something else rather than a house of prayer? Why do you think there's such a struggle against prayer? Now, thank God for a praying church tonight, but why do you think there's such a struggle? Why do you think that the enemy comes to fill schedule, <laughs> get us distracted, to strip away relationship with God? It's so important to pray. How do we do our part? We pray. We pray together. Why? Because as one great man of God said, this knits hearts together like nothing else. When we pray together, we pray for one another. What else keeps heart in passion, eyes in vision? We praise. We persist. We remain principled. We remain faithful. We guard the house. We guard our brothers and sisters. We speak in line with the vision. We remain surrendered. We remain sold out. We remain selfless. We have to remain spiritual. The right kind of spiritual. If you've ever faced flooding in the natural, you have to keep going against it until it gives, until the breakthrough comes. I remember a season in my house, the young adults know this, we had a lot of floods. You say, how is that possible? I don't know, shoddy craftsmanship. One time, showers being used upstairs, literally walked downstairs and over the, over the island and the floodlights, you know, in the house, there's just water pouring out. It was a new house. And so long story short, we're trying to fight with the builder to get it dealt with. And we didn't use that shower, that, that bathroom, really for a, for a year. Uh, frustrating. Frustrating. Actually happened again once they said it was fixed. But recently, came to church, all is well. Get here in the morning, you're in prayer. And all of a sudden, I'm notified of a flood in my house. Is when we had a lot of rain. Flood in the basement. And so I hurry out of the place. I head to Home Depot, buy a shop vac, make my way home, get down to the basement, water all over the floor, thinking, what is going on? Well, I knew there's a problem, obviously, with the sump pump, right? And so head in there. I must have spent the next three and a half hours, bucket after bucket to the bathtub, and I found a hot tub pump in my garage, and I hooked it up and threw it down in there with a hose all the way through. You have to be persistent because there were times when I thought, it's over, and I turned it off, and I walked away, and I go back, it's not over. The water keeps coming and coming and coming. You have to you have to keep going until the breakthrough comes, and that's what I feel the Lord is saying. When the enemy comes in like a flood, when the enemy comes in like a flood, it is no time to rest. 
It is no time to sit back. It's no time to go find the recliner and stare at the water coming in and say, hey, I'll handle it later. That's foolishness because of the damage that can come. We have to get serious. When the enemy comes in like a flood, we can't be distracted. Succumb to distraction. It's time to press in and press on. It's time to work and labor in the things that are right until we see the breakthrough. And you know what? There will be rest. And i got good news for you. The enemy will come in like a flood once again. And that is good news. Because you know what? That means we're doing something right. That means that God is moving us forward. The enemy keeps coming in like a flood. That means God is moving us forward. We need to start viewing it like that, looking at it like that through those eyes, not, what are we going to do? I'll tell you what we're going to do. Press in and press on. Because that is what the Lord is saying to us tonight. That's his heart. You know what we have to do? We have to collect the stones like David. We have to step out onto the battlefield. We have to ready the sling and we have to wind it up. And we have to release the stone and the giant will fall. And then, no, it's not over. We have to run up and cut off his head and see the Philistine soldiers run. We have to deal with the enemy completely. You see, what happens is a lot of people deal with the the enemy but not all the way. You know what I'm saying? Well, as long as the water in my basement isn't up to my ankles, I'm okay. As long as the water's not up to my waist, who cares? We have to deal with it completely. You know, the worship team returned tonight. We have to do our part. And so we partner with our Lord. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. I'd like to say this about the text. We have the Spirit of the Lord living inside of us, don't we? And so when the enemy comes in like a flood and we see it and we know it, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard. And I felt tonight like saying to some parents here, When you see the enemy coming in like a flood into your home, you need to let the Spirit of God inside of you raise up the standard in your home. You need to make a decision. It's D-Day. You say, well, it's not that bad. My kids aren't drowning. My wife isn't drowning. My husband's not drowning. Listen, raise up the standard. Let the Spirit of the Lord raise up the standard. Let the Spirit of the Lord take over. I love how, you know, the Lord reversed it in the New Testament, didn't he? This world says body, soul, spirit. What does the Lord say? Spirit, soul, body. That's so beautiful. We need to live in the Spirit at all times. We need to think in the Spirit. We need to act in the Spirit. And when we know we're acting out of anything less, let's not act. Let's wait and allow the Spirit to move. Allow the Spirit to speak. Allow the Spirit to walk. Allow the Spirit to deal with the situation. Raise up the standard. I don't know what that means. Raise up the standard. Pastor Brian Sumner was here, and if you're here on Saturday, he talked about if you have a marriage partner that isn't 
really living up to the standard. What are we to do? We live with them considerately. But what are we to do? We're to continue to press in and press on. We don't fall. We continue to press in and press on. We be the example. We raise up the standard like never before. So many examples tonight. We just let the Spirit shoot. He can aim way way better than I can, amen? And so the Lord is raising up a standard, and I share those words, those prophetic words of Charles Spurgeon, as I've already quoted. When once God cometh into the fight, woe unto you who are his enemies. Woe unto you who may quit. You may quit yourselves like men, but you know the might of Israel's sword in ancient times, and you shall feel it now. We can stand in this place. We're going to sing out this chorus. If you feel like you need to respond to the Lord tonight,